Welcome to the Lead Every Day Show. Our mission is to see a world well-led. And our strategy to get there? To empower leaders like you to lead every day. So let's get to work. I ran across a survey where people were asked, when it comes to results and relationships, which way does your boss lean? Over 2,000 people were asked, and less than 1% said, my boss is right down the middle. They value both, so to speak. Well, that's what we're talking about today on the Lead Everyday Show. Welcome to the podcast. Mark Miller here, Randy Gravitt. We're excited that you're with us. We are talking about this fundamental of valuing results and relationships. And I think it does start with us as leaders setting the pace, so to speak. You say all the time, people always watch the leader. We've got to set the example. If we expect other people to value both, we're going to have to do it. And sometimes it's hard if we don't even know which way we lean. Right. I'm excited to talk right. about it today. That, that's what we got to unpack. It's going, to, it's going to be great. So when we talk about this idea of setting an example, let's dive into it today. It, this is really about a, a, a few things here. First of all, we've got to know the values of our organization and know the value of the individuals around our table because they're very diverse. Mm -hmm. they, they are diverse. And as we said, and you've referenced often, people always watch the leader. So they're looking for clues and they're looking for cues. And if they see that you are not making the effort to compensate for your own bias. Oh, by the way, they know your bias. <laughs> they if you're, do, they if do you're not clear, <laughs> if you're more results-oriented or relationships-oriented, assuming you're not in that 1%, I've seen that number as high as 5% that, that value both. If you're not in that number, you lean one way or the other. And so for you to pretend that's not true that's just not authentic. It's 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 not real, and it's not it, uh, especially it, to your people. They, it doesn't they serve do know, your like people you said, well exactly because right. they actually know. But if they'll see you making a good faith effort, not to to diminish that which you do naturally well, but to raise the value of that which you don't do naturally yeah. well, if they see you putting in a good faith effort, I think it bolsters their confidence in you. It improves your leadership, yeah. and it sets a good um, example for them as they try to grapple with the same issues. Yeah, this this can be one of our blind spots. I think sometimes if we're a if I mean this show, let's talk about how this shows up. If I'm a results person, it's really easy to reward the people who are producing results and and not really pay much attention to people that I perceive are not producing results. They may be more relational, and and if I'm a relational you know leader. It, it's 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 real easy to like the people that I like and the people that are you know making me uncomfortable. I don't maybe spend as much time with them, or or vice versa. I, I think there's there's tremendous opportunity here for us to begin to see people as people, and really understand what makes them tick. I mean, relational people are really good at this, but if I'm a re results person, I'm going to have to pay more attention and and work harder to do that. Yeah, here's the paradox: you're only going to maximize your results if you value both. So you're working against yourself if you're just rewarding those who are getting tangible results. At the same time, you're undermining the results of the team and your own leadership if you're just recognizing those who are more relational. Uh, so I, that's, the, that's the weird thing about it. Yeah, well, it's funny. I was, in a, I was in an organization we were teaching one day, and we had a couple hundred leaders in this organization and 20 of them were their engineering department. They ran the engineering department, and they're very – I mean, these guys were, like, describing themselves. We are results people. We build stuff, fix stuff, break stuff, you know, figure it out. And this company was pretty fascinating what they were doing. This engineering department really, really an integral part. And, and we had them during the, the time that we spent with them. 
divide up and we had all the people that were results stand on one wall of the room and all the relational people over here and it was it was pretty cool it was about half the people went one way and half went the other and then i said okay i want you to go you know we'll play annie over here go find somebody on the other side and have a five ten minute conversation and and talk to them about how they think what makes them tick and so that evening we actually had an opportunity to have dinner with the engineering department and one of the guys who was sitting by me at dinner, he said, you know, I didn't realize it until today, but if we would really appreciate what you talked about today, our results actually go up. It's exactly what you're saying. So I think that's that's interesting for us to begin to view through the eyes of the person on the other side of the table. What's it like to work with me? And what's it like to think that way? I mean, all these questions are, are pretty fascinating to me when I think about the way people, what makes them tick. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's a powerful concept that it's often uncomfortable for leaders to, to kind of enter these conversations again, to even admit that they have a bias. Yeah. I think some leaders have this uh, misconception that they are in fact the, the perfect leader. Well, <laughs> there, there are no perfect leaders. Exactly. So let's start there. But uh, to have a bias doesn't undermine your leadership. If you learn to value what is not your natural tendency. Yeah. And I think when we admit that, it goes back to what we talked about. I don't know, a few episodes where we talked about building trust. When I admit that I'm not something that I'm not, it just makes me more real to my people. And again, they're not my people, they're people. But if you, if you pretend you're one way and you're not, your people know, I mean, they, it, know. they see right through that. And yeah. so yeah, it under, undermines everything you're trying to do. It, it really does. It really does. Okay. Mm -hmm. So are there some ways when we talk about compensating for the bias and and if, if I lean this way and I need to appreciate this one more, and I, what, what are some ways that I can compensate for the way that I lean? All right, so let me just share a couple of tactics. And, and my, my only hesitation is there's an infinite list of tactics. Right. And, and I, I often encourage leaders to think of it like um, discovering that you need glasses. You, you can't see as well as you'd like to see. And so somebody says, hey, you need to go and get your eyes checked. That's right. And what they do in that process is they determine the appropriate prescription. How much strength do you need? And is it, is it different in this eye than that eye? And, and through that process, they can, they can create lenses that work for you. Well, compensating for your bias is a little bit like going to the eye doctor and figuring out how much correction do I need? What type of correction do I need? Is, is my, how is my eye shaped, right, right. to... to there's a lot of science there. I don't understand. We're not eye doctors. I'm not an eye what doctor. We do, what we but do you got what, the concept. Exactly. You got the concept. And so I'll share a couple of ideas, but, but literally you need to explore this forever because chances are you'll have this condition, either a results orientation or a relationship orientation. You'll probably have that the rest of your life. Yeah. And so you, you will probably need to compensate forever. So let me give you a couple of tactical examples. Uh, as a more results-oriented leader, uh, several times over the years, and it's probably time for me to do this again, I will put in my annual plan that I'm going to write 50 or 100 or 200 notes of encouragement, thanks, and appreciation. Now, to a relationship-oriented person, they're going, ooh, he turned it into a goal and it's in his plan. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah. Because then I can count, weigh, and measure it. Now, I've still got to be authentic. I've still got to be genuine. They've got to be legit. But that's the way I can take a relationship-oriented activity and put it in my results bias. And yeah. I can actually track my progress. Yeah. Isn't I, that kind of crazy? That's great. I had, a, I had a leader years ago. I mean, I'm a pretty competitive guy. And I had a leader who was helping me. He's coaching me. And he said, you need to frame everything up. 
and make it competitive. If you can do that, that's actually just playing to your strength. And I think mm -hmm. that's a, it's exactly what you're saying there. It's just a way to mm -hmm. compensate for your bias. You lean one right. way. It doesn't, as long as it's heartfelt, it has to yeah. be authentic. That's genuine, right. But, but if you can do that, mm -hmm. yeah, it makes that so strong. So a couple of others you mentioned, and I want to come back to it. I think you mentioned it when we started this conversation. You may need to do something as simple as put people on your team or people around you that see the world different than you do. Yeah. So if you're results oriented, put some relationship oriented people on your team or vice versa. Yeah. Again, I'll give you one more, maybe it's an extreme example, but I hope this would illustrate the breadth of options. Uh, I've already confessed that I tend to be more results oriented. So many years ago, we were working on um, a new floor at our headquarters and my team was going to take that floor. Mm. The architects came to me and said, hey, we got good news for you. You're going to have the best office in the whole building. It's going to be better than Truett Cathy the founder's office. I said, well, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, whoa, whoa, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'm interested. They said, well, you don't understand. Based on fire code and this, that, and the other and supporting walls and all this stuff, we've got this huge corner office that they won't let us divide. It's got like 45, maybe 65 feet of glass. And they said, that, that's going to be your office, right? I mean, you're the leader. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not going to take that. And they said, is this some kind of servant leadership crap you're kind of telling us <laughs> you're not going to take the big office? I said, no, 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 no. I said, here's what I know about me. I tend to be more uh, uh, results-oriented. Mm. They said, what's that got to do with anything? I said, this office is right by the steps and the elevator. And I said, the team is on that 20,000 feet down there. And I said, I need an office on the other end so that I will walk through the people going to and from my office because I know me. I'll get busy and I'll come off the elevator or I'll come off the steps and I'll go in that office and I'll come out of that office and I'll miss the people. So I literally have been trying to orchestrate placement of my office and my, and my route yeah. so that I will create opportunities for me to engage with the people. That's so good. That's, that's, we, we made up a word at my house. My wife says, if I'm not careful, I can hermitize myself. I'm not even sure what that means, but I really can go find a place and be alone and, and think and all that stuff. And, and, and that's, yeah, I got to push myself to think the, the way you're talking about. So I, 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 I'm not an eye doctor, but I did have Lasix a few years ago. It's pretty cool. They zapped both these eyes for a couple seconds each and it, and it helped me be able to see, I wish I could give you leadership Lasix here and it would just cure your 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 bias, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to compensate for that. You're going to have to continue to work on that. And, it, and it's going to be something that's going to – it's going to push you your your entire career. If you lean one way, especially the more you lean, you'll have to you'll have to do this. But I think as a leader, it's your job to set the example for the organization that you're going to value results. You are in you are in business to, to have results. If you don't have results, you're out of business. But you got to remember that your business is a people business. It is about the people, and the people really are what's going to position you to get the results. One warning here: we can't we can't be relational, so we'll have better results. It's a byproduct. We want to be relational because it's the right thing to do. We want to be together. We said the other day, together is better. So we really do want to be together. But when we when we get this right and we get the right people around our our table, and everybody's thinking together the way they they should. It's, it's incredible how it accelerates our, our results. So let's value results and relationships. It's one of the fundamentals. It's your job to set the example of that in your organization. Come up tomorrow, we'll give you another way to value both results and relationships. Remember, the best leaders lead every day.